You know, it's times like this where I am just so ecstatic that I'm able to have a sports talk radio show five days a week. It's days like this. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, this Columbus Day edition of the show. This will be a condensed show as I will air high school game day that Thrift Berenger and I did on the campus of Calvary Christian last Friday. But I'm going to get into some of the sporting events that happened over the weekend to include the absolute beatdown of the Dallas Cowboys by my San Francisco 49ers. Yes, this is a good day. Not a good day for the Atlanta Braves. They're down 1-0. Their back's against the wall against the hated Phillies. I'll get into that as well. And has Georgia rode the ship? Have they figured out their offensive woes as they drub Kentucky 51-13? And Bryce Kuhn, how you feeling after that Georgia Tech win over Miami? Ah, they didn't really deserve it. All right, let's go ahead and jump right in to the show. We had just an incredible week eight in high school football some of the highlights, Thrift Behringer and I will get into our high school football show on Georgia Alabama Sports Live show on Tuesday night as Thrift Behringer and Rick Beach called Northside in Harris County. Harris County is 6-1. and one. They have rattled off six straight wins. I was on the campus of Calvary Christian. They absolutely drubbed Creekside Christian Academy 61 to nothing. DeAndre Hurd with four rushing touchdowns. It was an absolutely incredible night. Dave Plata and DJ Jones were on the call on Viking Live for the battle for the Brucelli Jug as St. Ampicelli defeats Brookstone 24-17 in overtime. Carver got a big win over Thomasville. You had Auburn getting a narrow 31-30 victory over Opelika. And Central just absolutely mauled the Dothan Wolves, 48-14. to 14. Somebody check up on Philip Jordan just to see if he's okay. All right, let's go ahead and dive into college football over the weekend. Like I mentioned, this will be a condensed show as I will get into high school game day here in the show. I want to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs because a lot of people who criticize Mike Bobo said, well, He is just the same offensive coordinator he was when he was under Mark Rick. And you've seen his track record, and he doesn't take any chances. Well, my friends, I think that he proved all the naysayers wrong as Georgia just came out the gate taking chances. Carson Beck looking pretty good. The Georgia Bulldogs, they defeat the Kentucky Wildcats 51-13. And I just want to apologize to Dog Nation, the Georgia fan base, DJ Jones, for saying that Georgia was on upset alert. Everybody knows me that I am known for the hot sports takes, and that was a very hot sports take. I will never doubt Georgia again. Carson Beck looked amazing. Four touchdown passes. Brock Bowers, still the ultimate weapon. 
Remember when Ray Davis rushed for 250 yards? Well, that Georgia defense held him to 59. Devin Leary could not get anything going. And the Georgia Bulldogs, even though there were doubters that did not give him their credit last week in the new AP poll, Georgia gets all those votes back. And if you look at their schedule at Vandy next week, and then they have a bye, and then they take on the Florida game, and then Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia Tech. This is a schedule where Georgia can run the table, go undefeated, and play in the SEC championship. I believe Georgia is going to play Alabama in the SEC championship. Alabama, one of those teams, I thought that they would lose to Texas A&M because it's on the road, and Texas A&M has a lot of great players. Alabama proved everybody wrong. First of all, their defense stepped up when it mattered the most. Texas A&M took a lot of risks. They went for it. And even though they were up 17-10, to Alabama found a way to capitalize on Texas A&M's mistakes, including a missed field goal, an interception, Going for it on fourth down. Alabama's 26-20 victory puts Alabama in the driver's seat for the SEC championship. Remember, their only loss was to Texas, a non-conference opponent. They take on Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, all at home. Kentucky on the road. The only game where it might get a little crazy, I think that Auburn game, the Iron Bowl on the 25th of November, But other than that, Alabama is in the driver's seat to win the SEC West and face Georgia in the SEC Championship. This team is not done. I know the Alabama haters are waiting for them to get two losses and to get knocked out of the college football playoff. Jalen Milrow, three touchdown passes. Jermaine Burton with two touchdown receptions. And he has been Alabama's favorite target. And even though Jalen Milrow is not the quarterback like Mac Jones or Bryce Young or Tua Tungavailova, he's still a good quarterback. He's a quarterback that can lead Alabama to wins. And so Alabama is going to be fine. The team that's not going to be fine is the Miami Hurricanes. I don't know what head coach Mario Cristobal was thinking. Miami loses to Georgia Tech 23-20. That is not the whole story. Miami had a 20-17 lead, and Georgia had no timeouts. All Miami had to do was take a knee. Like Will Smith told his son in After Earth, just take a knee. They decided to run the football. And it's really a one in a million shot that the running back would fumble. And Georgia Tech would get the ball with 23 seconds left to go. And Haynes Keene threw a touchdown. Unbelievable. The improbable happened. Christian Leary, 44-yard touchdown pass. And Georgia Tech pulls off a huge upset. This was a game they were supposed to lose. And Georgia Tech is now 3-3 on the season. They get a bye next week. And then they host Boston College. Look, I wanted to write Georgia Tech off after losing to Bowling Green. There's only one person that has faith in this Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets team, and that is Bryce Kuhn. 
and I expect him to go nuts on his show talking about Georgia Tech football, the improbable win over the U. And I was getting ready to say that the U was back. Not so fast, my friend, like the great Lee Corso says. Other college football over the week. And it's just going to be rapid fire because we got to get to our high school game day show. Ohio State, they get a very convincing win over Maryland, even though this was a close game in that first half. Ohio State always comes out sluggish. Talia Tungavailova, I'm a fan of his. I like his game. I thought that Maryland played a very good half. This was the noon kickoff that I watched earlier in the day. And Ohio State wins 37-17. to No surprise, LSU, they get the win over Missouri 49-39. to LSU still has got to figure out that defense. Louisville defeats Notre Dame 33-20, to and they are still undefeated, and they jump up in the AP poll. Troop County's Jamari Thrash had eight receptions, 75 yards with a touchdown, and Louisville is 6-0 on the season. USC, I stayed up and watched this game. They needed three overtimes to defeat Arizona. They came all the way back from a 17 to nothing deficit. And finally, the Red River rivalry, Oklahoma. They're now number five in the new AP poll. This was a back-and-forth game. This was a game where Texas could have won. But Oklahoma was able to win the Red River rivalry, a future SEC matchup. How fun is this matchup going to be when both these teams are in the SEC? Other local scores in college football. LaGrange is still winless. They lose to Southern Virginia 52-26. The Point University Skyhawks, now 3-3 on the season, gets a narrow 33-31 victory over Bluefield. West Georgia defeats West Alabama 24-6. It was Mercer over East Tennessee State 24-6. Tennessee State defeats Kennesaw State at Fifth Third Stadium 27-20. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the show. When we come back, I'm going to have NFL football recap and what is going on with the Braves Why is Bryce Harper the Braves kryptonite? I don't think it's just Bryce Harper. I think it's Ranger Suarez. They just cannot figure out the Phillies in game one. All right, we'll be back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. 
It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Welcome back to the Sports Be with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. It is time for the NFL Week 5 recap and the Atlanta Falcons. I'm critical about the Atlanta Falcons a lot, and I watched this game. They did get the win over the Houston Texans, barely, 21-19. Young Way Koo kicks a walk-off game-winning field goal. Falcons are 3-2. and two. Desmond Ritter, I know the headlines say that he answered the critics. He did have a passer rating of 111. Desmond Ritter did not make the big mistake. He did not get sacked. He had a QBR of 81, 329 passing yards. And he had actually a pretty good game. He utilized his weapons, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. But this was the testament of the Falcons' defense. The defense kept him in this game, holding the Texans to four field goals. And then finally, the Falcons' offense got going when it mattered the most. But if you look at this game, I still feel that that defense let the Texans back in when Houston took the one-point lead. And then the Falcons' Desmond Ritter had to go drive down the field to get them in position to kick the game-winning field goal. But still, a win is a win. There are some things that the Falcons have to work on, but they will have to figure it out very soon because the Washington Commanders are coming to the bins next week. And I'm looking at their schedule. They got a pretty easy schedule. And so we shall see. It's one of those we shall see moments for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, so the Jacksonville Jaguars, they defeat the Buffalo Bills in London. The Jaguars should just stay in London. 25-20, to Jaguars have won two straight. The Indianapolis Colts defeated the Tennessee Titans 23-16, but Anthony Richardson leaves with an injury. We don't know the severity of the injury. The New Orleans Saints defeat the New England Patriots 34-0. This is the worst home loss for Bill Belichick 
in his NFL coaching career. And I cannot believe I'm saying this, but the New England Patriots look bad. In fact, they have been outscored by the opponents the last two weeks. 72-3. to They have a lot of problems. And they're not going to be able to solve them overnight. I'll tell you exactly what the problem is with the New England Patriots. They don't have any dynamic playmakers. Bill Belichick does not do a good job developing skilled position players. And I think that the Patriots missing out on Josh McDaniels as their offensive coordinator, Dante Skarnecki as their offensive line coach, all the continuity that they had with Tom Brady, it was built off the defense. You could safely say that the dynasty is over. Why not tank for Caleb Williams? Seriously, the New England Patriots are so bad, they need to go after Caleb Williams. And even that might not solve their problems. Because Tom Brady was a special once-in-a-generation talent, and he paired up with what people would call the genius, but I'm not sure that is the case in New England. Well, they better figure it out, and figure it out quick. The Baltimore Ravens, they lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers score 14 points in that fourth quarter to get the victory. This was a game where Baltimore was up 10-0. Steelers come back with 17 unanswered. Yeah, the Detroit Lions. I think the Lions could be one of the best teams in the NFC. They beat the winless Panthers 42-24. The Dolphins continue to mow down opponents. They defeated the Giants 31-16. The Cincinnati Bengals, it seems like all is well with the world as Joe Burrow connects with Jamar Chase for three touchdown receptions. They defeated the Cardinals in Arizona 34-20. The Philadelphia Eagles, one of two teams in the NFL, still undefeated. They defeated the Rams 23-14. You had the New York Jets defeating the Denver Broncos 31-21. The Broncos are another really bad team. And Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter if he's on the road. It doesn't matter if Travis Kelsey is hurt. He ends up coming back in the game. And Patrick Mahomes, on a bad ankle, defeats the Minnesota Vikings in prime time, 27-20. They have won four straight. And now, finally, I get to talk about probably one of the greatest moments as a fan of the San Francisco 49ers in my lifetime. I'm not going to brag too much because I do have family members and friends of this show who are Dallas Cowboys fans. All I want to say is there was talking going on all week that the Dallas Cowboys were one of the best teams in the NFC and they were on the level of the San Francisco 49ers. All I heard was the Cowboys wanted to get revenge on the 49ers for the two playoff exits well from start to finish that was an absolute beatdown. the san francisco 49ers defeat the dallas cowboys 42 to 10 brock purdy with four touchdown passes george kittle three touchdown receptions christian mccaffrey 14 straight games with a touchdown and wow 
I cannot believe the absolute beatdown that the 49ers put on the Dallas Cowboys on national television. I tweeted during the game that somebody better check up on Skip Bayless. There are several people that you need to check up on, including all those Cowboys memes. Look, I'm going to come out and say it, that Coach McCarthy was completely outcoached by Kyle Shanahan. Coach McCarthy is not the answer for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is not the answer at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. They cannot win a game where they get behind. And I knew once the 49ers won the toss and they were able just to go down the field and score that first touchdown, that the Cowboys would be in trouble. Now, Dak Prescott did have a good touchdown pass to Turpin. That's about it. The 49ers defense smothered Dak Prescott. Fred Warner, he is the best middle linebacker in all of football. I could not believe how dominant the 49ers were. Did, did I expect it? I wasn't shocked. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer game. I felt the 49ers were going to win. But the Cowboys do make me a little nervous. But let me ask you this, Cowboy fans. When was the last time the Cowboys won a huge primetime game on the road where they were the underdog? I don't think it's ever happened. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, this morning, first take, if they have it, they, they do have a holiday today. First take and undisputed, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear what Skip Bayless has to say about the Dallas Cowboys. And yes, this is one of those shows where if the Cowboys did beat the 49ers, I would come on this show and say, how about them Cowboys? Because I'm not necessarily a Cowboys hater. Yes, they are the 49ers biggest rival 20 years ago the new rival for the 49ers is the Seattle Seahawks that's the team that worries me the most the 49ers have to play him two games in three weeks all right moving along to Major League Baseball because we don't have a whole lot of time here in the show I want to get ready for high school game day but last night the Texas Rangers 11 to 8 over the Baltimore Orioles they take a 2-0 series lead you have the Minnesota Twins. They even it up Carlos Correa against his former team. Three RBIs. The Minnesota Twins even that up. But Saturday night, as my family was out, I was watching on my phone. The Braves taking on the Phillies for game one. And I felt like it was deja vu from last year. Bryce Harper is a Braves killer. He hit a home run. Ranger Suarez got the start once again. And even though Spencer Strider pitched a pretty good game, the Braves that have the number one offense in the league could not get anything done. They only mustered five hits, no runs. The Braves have their backs against the wall. They are in trouble. They have got to figure it out. Otherwise, the Phillies are going to upset them again for the second year in a row. I said on this show last week, the Braves need to win both games at Truett's Park. They cannot go to Philly tied 1-1. Now they have to win the game today. Game two, Max Freed is going to get the start against Zach Wheeler. And the Braves have got to find a way to steal a victory up in Philly. All right. 
It's about that time to go ahead and close out the show. Get ready for high school game day live on the campus of Calvary Christian as Thrift Barringer and myself will break down the game matchups and all the high school action for week eight. I do want to say here on the show, stay tuned for Georgia Alabama Sports Live show this Tuesday night. We are going to be live. We're also going to be revealing where we're going to be for high school game day this Friday night. You don't want to miss it. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times best-selling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Good afternoon, everyone. Thrift Barringer here with my partner in crime, Richard Holgers. It's another edition of High School Game Day, and we are at a special place. 
We are at Calvary Christian School for a big-time homecoming game tonight against Creekside. Richard, how excited are you about doing another, what is this, week seven, week eight? Week eight. My God, it is unbelievable. And I was talking with DJ. It's like we all, you know, are so excited. We, we get, it's almost football time. It finally gets here, and then it goes by just like that. It's always, time goes by fast, especially during football season, it seems like. First time at Calvary Christian this season, not the first game that we did at game day. We did a game day at Flint River, second time for Calvary, and it's going to be a great weekend of high school football. We've got a lot of rivalries. We have huge region games. This is the first region game for Calvary in the gaps. Yep. I am so excited to be calling the Calvary game, and I know that it's, it's going to be just an exciting Friday night of nothing but high school football all across the Chattahoochee Valley. And we're going to get into some of those games here in just a moment. Um, but then I want to say a quick shout out to Happy Hour Bar and Grill. Thank you all so much for hosting the George Alabama Sports Live Show, my first in-person show. It was at Happy Hour Bar and Grill. It was a great turnout. We had a who's who of guests from Jonathan Hoppy, Jack Patterson, Rex Cassio, DJ Jones, and Rick Beach. And then we even had Glenwood's um, Coach Ryan Nelson and their quarterback and star linebacker Lamont Burton. So thank you for everyone that made that show possible. And we're going to try to have on more coaches around the area, more star players around the area as we do more shows at Happy Hour Bar and Grill. So thank you so much to Matt Call, the GM there, and Dave, the owner, for allowing us to do that. And heck, they liked it so much, it said to come back again in two weeks. So we're definitely going to do that. Quick recap of last night's game, Troop County. They lost Teo Tide. But they're still dominating. They beat Riverdale 45 to nothing. And Spencer dominated Southwest 50 to 16. That's setting up to be a really interesting region with Spencer vying for another region championship. Spencer at Southwest last night at Otis Spencer Stadium. It was close, but Spencer pulled away. Gary Gaither with a couple of touchdown passes. And Spencer is undefeated in the region. So is Northeast. They got to play Northeast on the road. They got to play Ace Charter on the road. Spencer. Their goal is to try to get back-to-back -back region championships, and it was just great. And then we had another game at Kinnett, too, last yeah. night. And that game was Northeast versus Kendrick, and Kendrick got dominated by a Northeast team that also beat Carver. But Kendrick still has a lot to play for. I still see two winnable games on their schedule. They could go to 4-6 and six this year after a 1-9 and nine season. Coach Martin has definitely turned around that program. But we'll talk about some of these upcoming games and preview them when we do our high school pick -em. By the way, our picker, good friend of mine, and new Calvary Christian head basketball coach, Jonathan Gordon. But without further ado, I'm going to bring on a star himself, an up-and-coming rising star in the coaching world. It is Coach Emmanuel Brunson. Coach Brunson, come on in. He is a new head football coach here at Calvary, and he's done a fantastic job. Started the nights off at 3-3. Coach Brunson, Appreciate thank you for coming on, man. Thank you. Coach, if you just want to hold that while you're talking. All right, first things first, Coach. You've coached at a lot of different places. Right. You've been successful at a lot of different places. You played high school level at the yes, highest sir. level. What is it like on a Friday night here at Calvary? Oh man, it's amazing. It's, it's nothing different from what I've seen before. Um, it's, it's family, it's home. Um, fans come out and, and, and dozens, man, to come out to see us play. Uh, it's exciting. Yep. Coach, you really put the whole uh, town on notice on game Game one, you knocked off the defending GAPS champions, Cherokee Christian. Uh, do you feel like the foundation has been laid here at Calvary in your first year with the program? Oh, definitely. That's the one thing that we uh, we wanted to put in place when we first got here to go ahead and set the culture now. Um, we're not winning the next year or the year after. 
we want to do it now so everything started being put in place. And that's exactly what we're doing. Start from the middle school and working our way up. And you've done a really good job. I mean, you're one of the elite trainers around the area. Now yes, you're finally getting a head job and you're starting to implement your system, your culture. And usually it takes time. Yes, sir. But they win that game, opening game, which we thought was the game of the week that week, the biggest upset. And you're three and three, three losses against GIAA schools. So wow. not even schools in gaps. So yes, you sir. still have everything to play for for this season. But I want you to talk about your staff. Because this is not just Coach Brunson. Oh, it is no. a family. Let's talk about everyone from offense coordinator, defense coordinator, anyone you want to give a shout-out to. Um, my, my coaches, man, uh, they are the reason why we're in the position that we're in now. It's not me. Um, it's, it's my coaches. Uh, Coach Jones, my uh, Michael Jones, my D.C., uh, came in. He was, he was with me at Pacelli uh, with the middle school, and he came in and said, hey, let's, let's take this thing over and let's go to work. Right. And uh, he did exactly that. Uh, Coach Greg Willard, my OC, um, I started the season off as the OC first and uh, said, hey, I want to relinquish some of that, some of them duties, uh, right. and pass it over to him, and, man, he haven't missed a beat. Well, that's awesome, Coach, and I'm, I'm excited to see where Calvary's going to head into the future. But, like I said, still a lot to play for. Exactly. Coach, you're playing a team in Christ Creekside Christian Academy out of McDonough, and this is the first region game in the Gaps. Just getting a feel for the first region game, what are some of the things that your team is working on that you could try to to improve from this first game in region play? Uh, the biggest thing for us is finishing. I mean, we 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 got to put four quarters together. We haven't done it all season. Uh, no team wanted to see us in the second half. Uh, we wanted to where when we step out on the field, punch them in the mouth and go from there. Uh, we got to be able to play all four quarters, and that's what we've been preaching all week. And I know it's homecoming night tonight, right. so there's going to be some extra flair to it. Are your guys excited? And oh, talk man. about some of the players that you've been really impressed with here early in the season. Um, they, they're super excited to play this game, but some of the players, uh, you know, Luke Zivak, of course, is uh, one, of our, one of our greats, man. Yeah. Um, Nate Osborne stepped in, um, plays quarterback, but stepped in as the middle linebacker and just played dominant. Um, DeAndre Hurd. Athlete, just all around, just great player. Right. Darian Walls, uh, defense, DN, set the tone from the time he steps on the field to the times he steps. I think he lead the gaps in, uh, in sacks with seven. Wow. So um, got some great players on both sides of the ball. Well, Coach Brunson, thank you so much. I know it's a busy day, but I love when the coaches give us some of their valuable time. Yes, sir. But good luck tonight. Thank We're you. cheering for you. We'll be broadcasting the game. This Appreciate is a rising star, Coach Emmanuel Brunson. Thank, thank you, Coach. Thank you all for having me. See you, Coach. Me. All right, that you. is Coach Emmanuel Brunson. And from one great coach to a guy that – I mean, like I said, Coach Fanning, Coach Black, and this next guy, Coach Steve Smith, the AD here. These guys are my, my ride or dies. They have uh, been seeing what I've been trying to accomplish around this area from the very beginning. Coach, you can just hold that. It is Coach Steve Smith. Coach, thank you so much for coming on the program Appreciate again. it, guys. Always enjoy uh, you guys coming out here to Calgary. All right, let's talk about it. You, This is basically going to be, we're getting close to a year now. You've been on the job as AD, and we're going to talk about where we're at because we are right here by the football field. Behind us is the bleachers, but there's a special project going on right above us. And I guess that's where I want to start, Coach. How's the fall been and how's some of those projects that we talked about when we were doing the Flint River game going? Fall's been going well. Uh, you know, we talked about several projects that we had going on. Uh, we've completed a few of them. So the, uh, the basketball court, we've completely refinished that uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, did a little bit of a different redesign, and uh, it looks it looks amazing. Our basketball team obviously was able to do tryouts on it this past week, so we were glad to finish that up. Softball uh, is going to be taking on a, a pretty substantial project, probably in the next month or so, with uh, putting a, a facility behind the uh, the softball field. Right now, we're underneath uh, what's going to be our future press box. Awesome. So we're uh, we're trying to finish all that up, and hopefully that'll be ready, uh, you know, in the next month or so. 
And then uh, down the baseball field, we've got some, some, some smaller projects that we're doing down there. But we've got some, some plans for the next, uh, next year, two years, three years down the road. So, yeah. uh, but it's been good. Coach, not only are you the athletic director here at Calvary Christian, you are also the head baseball coach. Yep. Winners of five straight baseball championships. We had the privilege of calling the championship game against the Keens Academy. Congratulations. It was a great season. Uh, working multiple jobs, multiple hats. I mean, what is it like being the head baseball coach of Calvary Christian, the manager of the Columbus Chattahoots, and the athletic director for Calvary? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot. Obviously, you have to prioritize depending on where you're at in the season. Uh, as become an athletic director, obviously, you're stretched a little bit across uh, all of your sports. So, you know, last spring was a little bit of a challenge. Uh, took over in, uh, in February, March. And so obviously that was right in the heart of the baseball season. So had to rely on, you know, Coach Brunson just talked about his assistant coaches and right. uh, got a great coaching staff that I've been able to, uh, you know, just rely on when uh, if, if I've got to step out or take care of something else. But still doesn't change the mission. You know, from a baseball side, we're looking to uh, continue what we've been doing over the last 10 years and, and just continue to keep things rolling. Yeah, and we're excited to see all the, the, the projects that are coming along. And you know what, Coach, you – you're a guy that I really respect because it's one to have one hat. And I know because I try to be a teacher, I try to do radio broadcasts, and then I'm trying to run a Georgia Alabama Sports Live company, and I get overwhelmed. So I can only imagine, especially the high degree and, and all the demand for being an AD because you've got people underneath you. You talk about with Coach Gordon you just hired, Coach Brunson. Name some of the other people here at Calvary that make this place so special for athletics. Yeah, I mean, in, just inside of our athletic department, you just talked about two two guys that are uh, inside of the athletic department on a full-time basis, but also Coach Susie Dunn, uh, who Incredible. is involved in several sports. Uh, you know, she's been around Calvary for the last uh, 11 years as well, involved in cross-country. She leads our cross-country team. Um, she uh, she uh, was our uh, varsity girls basketball coach last year. She helps out there. She helps out in softball. Um, so she's involved in so many different things. And then Jamie Smithwick, who uh, who came on board in the spring as well. She's the one that just kind of keeps things rolling inside of our athletic department. Uh, so she is just like me. We, we, we've got our hands on just about everything. So outside of that, then obviously you've got all the uh, the very talented and, and special coaches that we have here on campus. So um, that's what makes my job, uh, you know, really exciting and uh, you know enjoyable is the amount of people that we have that are just good quality people uh, outside of just uh, being great coaches. Coach, it is homecoming. A lot of festivities going on, uh, but what are some of the most memorable moments of homecoming, and, and what do they have going on uh, today? Yeah. So tonight they'll recognize the homecoming court. They'll do that at halftime. But uh, homecoming for me has always been a really special time. Uh, you know, for me, I get a chance to see my alumni that come back. The ones that maybe we don't get a chance to see a, a, a whole lot, they come back a lot of times for the homecoming game. So it's an opportunity to kind of catch up with some uh, some old faces and uh, just kind of talk about what things were like. Uh, you know, five, seven, ten years ago. Um, so it's really good. And really for them, they get an opportunity to come back and just kind of see how right. the school and the athletic program continues to keep building from where they were at, where, you know, they started it, they established it, they uh, they set the groundwork, and then they get a chance to come back and, and really uh, be proud of, uh, of where Calvary's at. Yeah, so um, I just want to say real quickly, you talked about Jamie Smithwick. I was trying to have a duo guest picker. I was about to have Jonathan Gordon and Grant Smithwick, her husband, longtime Calvary alum, a guy that I love dearly, and he actually had to make sure his daughter was prepared for homecoming court tonight, so he wasn't able to do it. We'll have him on another time when we come here. But Coach Smith, the last thing I want to say is to all the alumni out there, to people that want to support Calvary Athletics, 
you know, I like giving y'all a 30 second to a minute spill to the community on why they should support and what it is great to be. Why is it great to be a knight? It's a great. It's great to be a knight because we, we feel like what we offer from uh, obviously the excellence in sports and, and the direction that we're heading. Also tying in the spiritual side and being able to not just impact the athlete just from right. the athletic side, but also the whole the whole well-being of the uh, of the student athlete. Uh, we feel we do a tremendous job with that. Uh, you know, we want our alumni to be involved. That's one of the things I think we can probably do a better job of is, right. is getting our alumni involved. And, and a lot of times that comes in the form of, uh, of them giving back their time either as a coach. We've got a lot of uh, – Grant, you talk about Grant. Grant's yeah. a former alumni. Right. Uh, you know, he's a girls basketball coach. We've got a lot of people on, uh, on site that came through here. Uh, we're part of the foundation, and they see the value in giving back. Right. Um, and so we just want to continue to keep facilitating that. Obviously, you have alumni that also support in a financial aspect as well. So, uh, But we want to give them opportunities for them to be able to be involved and feel like they are a part of this because, again, like I said, they set the foundation for where Calvary is right now. Well, Coach, thank you so much for coming on. You helped lay the foundation for Georgia-Alabama Sports Live, allowing us to call the state championship run last year. And we're looking forward to baseball season and calling many Calvary Christian baseball games. Thank you so much, Coach, for your time. Bro. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, that Coach. Coach Steve Smith, Athletic Director, Head Coach of the Chattahoots. I mean, he's been pretty he much he's got every half known to man. Next up is my good friend and new head basketball coach at the Pacelli Vikings. Coach. It is Mr. Coach Jonathan Gordon. You know, I say Mr. because being funny. Yeah. But when I'm teaching, I like to be called Coach T. Right, and so right. a lot of them say, Mr. Coach T. And I'm like, Coach is not my first name. So you don't right, have to right, put right, a Mr. Right. in front of it. I'm saying <laughs> right, call me right. Coach instead of Mr. Exactly. But, all right, first things first, uh, we like talking about the season that you're actually in, mm -hmm. which is basketball. Right. Uh, got a new floor. Talk about that update. And talk about how's off season going along for your program. Um, well, the new floor is amazing, man. I mean, uh, we watched the whole process. We watched the whole thing happen. Uh, I told Steve every day, man, I was so excited. I, I would go over there like every hour and see like what they've done. And Look everything. how beautiful it is. Yeah, it's just it's, it's really nice. And I mean, coming into your first year, like seeing that a school that's in, um, investing in their sports program, uh, it shows me as a coach that like they're going to be fully invested in what I'm doing. And so I'm just really excited about that. As far as offseason goes, man, we're just training and we're just getting better. Like I said, we've talked about this before. We have a very young team. Um, yep. Most of my team are freshmen and sophomores yep so i think i have one player returning that actually had varsity minutes so i mean it's going to be an uphill battle uh from the start but the main thing we're working on every day is uh we have this mentality of a brick by brick mentality where we're laying a brick every day all we're focusing on is getting better uh every day laying a brick down and then you know i told them all the time like your house is not going to be built overnight it's going to take you laying a brick down every day and then once you look back on all the bricks you've laid you realize you you had the foundation for a good program. So that's, that's what we're focused on right now. And establish your, your culture. And they're also right. playing. A lot of your kids are playing. And Seba Hoops, perfect practice. Foley, by the right. way, will live stream. Playoffs start this Sunday. Got a bunch of great matchups. And then the following Sunday is the playoffs for semifinals and championship. All right. Let's go ahead and get into it. And we'll actually go into detail a little bit with the games. Um, we won't be as rushed as we normally are. So first we'll start with one of the games of the week for WRBL. They did a duo split game of the week. Auburn and Opelika. Opelika 3-3, three and three, but a lot of those losses are coming against 7A schools that are ranked top in the state. Opelika still has a lot to play for in 6A. Auburn, the number three team in 7A. Richard, talk about this matchup and where you're going. I'm, I think I know where I'm going. I think Op I'm picking an upset. Opelika's a really good team. Their three losses were to Thompson, 
Central, and Theodore, who was the runners-up in 6A. This is a huge rivalry game. They played Auburn very close two years ago yep. at Bulldog Stadium. Roman Gagliano, he's a three-year starter. I think that matters. Auburn, they had a tough loss against Enterprise. They had a one-point win against Dothan. I just don't think that Auburn is, is still a good team, but they went to the championship game last year. They battle central. We, we know that they're going to be a good team, but this is a rivalry game, and Opelika is playing on another level, even though they have three losses. I am picking the upset. Opelika is going to beat Auburn. Okay, and I'm going to actually piggyback off you, and I'm going to say there's going to be an upset of all upsets, Opelika over Auburn. Um, shout out to Van Riggs and the Opelika Network, guys that support what we do oh, yeah. here at George Alabama Sports Live. All right, Coach Gordon, where are you going, Opelika and Auburn? So I haven't got to see a lot of Alabama football this year, um, but I am familiar with Auburn High School's program as far as their basketball program. I've seen oh, yeah. them play a lot. I've also kept up with Auburn High School, and I've seen – they have a good program over there. Like yeah. they have a good sports program over there. So I'm I'm gonna go with Auburn. Okay, so we got Auburn and Opelika. So now let's move on to Carver, who has struggled these last few weeks. And you know expectations where they were gonna go nine and one undefeated, but they've lost some games right at the last minute. Northeast Macon came at the very end of the game. Um, Brookwood and I'm slipping Seven one up. School. And then another the school Hayfield Charter. and then Hayfield Charter. Uh, two of those games were at home, and they came just close to winning those games. I think Thomasville is playing against Carver. It's going to be at Otis Spencer Stadium. I'm taking Carver in a huge win. They're going to get back on the right track. This is a young team that's having to overcome a lot of learning obstacles. I like Carver with a big win for in turn to four and three this year. Carver lost to Thomasville 14 to 13 on the road last year. That's the reason why Thomasville won the region, got the number one seed. Carver went to the quarterfinals anyway as a two seed. Yeah. Carver, as they get into region play, they're 1-0 in region play, they'll start getting better because they have a young team. Yeah. Coach Pierre Coffey is going to develop them. I see the crowd is going to be loud at Otis Spencer Stadium because Carver fans, they packed the stadium. I saw them at Kinnett yeah, they when they were taking sure. on Hayfield Charter. Carver's going to get the win, and I, I think it's going to be by by probably a touchdown. Okay. Uh, from one young team to another. There we um, go. I, know, I know Carver has a really young team. Yeah, they do. But, uh, I mean, it's Carver, man. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't bet against Carver. I know that they've lost three games in a row, but at the same time, I feel like those, you know, when you, when you lose games like that, it, it makes you hungrier. So I feel like uh, young team, very talented. You can't bet against Carver. Carver would win tonight. Yeah, and, and this is what I've learned, too. Stay home. Yeah. You stay with the home team. Yep. Yes. Richard picked an upset at the beginning of the season saying that Enterprise was going to upset Central. Yeah. And right. we have been getting messages ever since yeah, saying, how could you ever pick against the Red Devils? And yeah. he fired up everyone in Phoenix City. So we've learned that we don't yeah. pick against the home so crowd. So y'all can't go back no, to Phoenix we City right uh, now. Well, he can't. I told him no. that. Yeah, I, I said I picked Central. Um, yeah, but yeah. In all Je and Jess, let's move on Richard to the Central welcome, Red man. Devils. Right. Central taking on Dothan. Dothan 5-1, a surprise team in 6A. Yes. Um, and they're taking on a Central 7A school that moved up to number one in the state of Alabama for all schools wow. as Thompson the, lost. To Miguel Tulin. Yeah, no, Thompson lost to Chalkville. Clay Chalkville, that's Clay right. Clay Chalkville, a 6A school. Central, number one team in the state. They've been rolling. And quarterback Andrew Alford, you know about him because you My were boy. coaching against him when he Cougar. was when you were at Pacelli. He was yeah. at Brookstone. And, I've known him for a while. And you know what the funny now. thing is? He's an elite quarterback, 
But I was asking one of the coaches on the basketball team, I was like, hey, you know he can play basketball. He's like, oh, yeah, we know. He's probably going to start for the basketball team because he can shoot threes. And I'm like, that's an incredible athlete. Yeah, if you're starting absolutely. for the 70 basketball school that just went to state right. and a football school that's going to win state, and you're starting quarterback. Yeah, I was telling Jacoby Hill about him the other day. I was like, look, man, quarterback, he can shoot. Right. Like, he's dangerous on the wing. Don't I mean, play with him. Yeah, he can shoot it. He so, can with that said, Central at home dominant win they win by two touchdowns or more Richard all right so I have a little bit of an advantage because I had Philip Jordan on my show on Tuesday and he deals you're not with picking those no no the okay. thing is we analyze <laughs> we we analyze this game right breaking it down he thinks it's going to be a lot closer than people think Central went to Dothan last year it was a close close game Are you pull, you Dothan went they didn't to have the, the second Rocket, round man. of the playoffs with all that analysts I'm still picking Central I'm not going against Central gotcha. again ever I Bad thought mistake. you were going to pull a not so fast my not, friend no, it, and you were going to be a league course it's going to be a closer game Dothan's a really closer good than the experts think yes you should have pulled a league course right there there's two sayings you could have used <laughs> yeah. right right right, right. Uh, Red Rocket five star cam <laughs> Central. Central, I love that Central by up. 30. Red Rocket, I like it. By love 30 it. points. It's going to be a blowout. This one's going to be quick. Glenwood on the road. One of the most dominant teams in this area. Facing against a tough Monroe team, but they've struggled this year at 2-5. and five. Glenwood dominates. They win by three touchdowns or more. Coach Nelson talked about how hungry they are to prove a point to everyone in the city how they're one of the best teams, not only in the state, but around this area. Glenwood wins big. You know, we had Dallas Crow, Lamont Burton on the show on Tuesday. Yep. Those kids have so much confidence when they're talking. I, I looked in Dallas Crow's eyes. He has got just the poise of a leader on the offense. Lamont Burton, a leader on the defense. Glenwood is on a mission to, you know, they got over the hump. They got they, they got the wins over Pacelli, Brookstone, Lee Scott Academy, 6-0. and mm. And they know they can clinch the region. It, it's not even going to be close. 7-0. 7-0, that's right. You asking me as a Calvary guy? <laughs> Monroe, upset? Monroe Academy with the upset. Oh. Monroe Academy with Coach the upset. Coach Nelson, Coach Purdue. Monroe well, listen, Academy with the upset. Calvary Glenwood, uh, I will never, never. Next, I'll never pick Glenwood. Next is a very big game. It's going to be on Viking uh, Live, Viking TV. DJ Jones, my partner in Sports Visions, he's calling the game with Dave Plata. It's the Brucelli jug. It's Brookstone taking on Pacelli. Brookstone got a big upset against Stratford, who was the number two team in the state two weeks ago. Then plays a school in the, from the GHSA in Whiteville. Loses that game. They're two and three. But obviously, it, you can just watch the game against Whiteville. That's a game that doesn't even matter. They're not even the same classification. This game, throw the records out. It's a rivalry. And when we talk to Brookstone people before the season at their media day, they didn't say, hey, what's your number one goal? They didn't say win a state championship. They didn't say win the region. They said beat Pacelli. Yeah. They've been wanting this game since last year. With all that being said, though, Pacelli's the hottest team since losing to Glenwood. I think Pacelli wins in a close one, but I think they're going to go to 6-1. and one. Richard. The battle for the Brucelli jug at Dymel Field, that place is going to be rocking. And I talked to somebody from Glenwood. They played both teams, so yeah. they've got, they got an idea of how both teams play. Yeah, Brookstone is talented, right. but Pacelli is on fire. And I think that that Brucelli jug is going to stay at Pacelli. Three straight years. You're a former Pacelli Vikings <laughs> Oh, where are you going, coach? coach? I know you bleed green now, yeah, but yeah. where are you going with this? Well, But then also, also by the way, yeah, graduated, graduated and played at Brookstone. Yeah. So, so this game. Oh. And his mom is still coaching at Brookstone. Right, right, right. So this game is for the last couple of years has been, uh, been hard for me because I <laughs> – Graduate from Brookstone. Right. Um, I'm a Cougar. 
but I'm also, you know, I coached at Pacelli and all my guys, you know, played on the football team. Right. And so, um, young quarterback at Pacelli, at Pacelli at Christian, um, coming off a year where he didn't play much at quarterback. So yeah. I think that first game against Glenwood, he had jitters, right. uh, still learning the offense. But ever since then, like you said, they've been rolling. Um, I'm going with Pacelli on this one. I'm okay. going with Pacelli on this one. I know that Brookstone's going to be fired up because of that. Uh, miracle on Diamond Field last yeah. year with Cam Ellis uh, running the touchdown Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, before the state championship. So I know Brookstone's going to be fired up. They got a great coach. They got a young team. Uh, Andrew not being there kind of hurts them a little bit. Right. Um, I know they got a younger a younger quarterback as well. But I think, I mean, Patelli, like you said, Patelli's rolling right now. And you got Azrael over there. You got, um, I mean, I, I just think they have the better team right now. And yeah. it's going to be kind of hard to hard to fight that. All right, so. you heard that. Didi Gordon, love you. Your son picked against your school, so make sure you get on him as soon as this show is over with. All right, I'm not going to call this. I'm not going to pick this game because we literally have two teams that we go and call their games in this area, in the Tri-City area, Harris County and Northside. It's a huge region matchup. Last year, Northside won the region championship. This year, Harris County is the surprise team all across, really, the state of Georgia, but specifically here in the Tri-City area. They've won five straight since losing to Troop County. If Harris County can make this a low-scoring game, dominate time of possession, they'll win. But on the flip side, if Northside, who likes to do up-tempo offense, can make this a 30-40 point game, it'll be in favor of them. So we'll see who dominates the line of scrimmage and who dominates time of possession is going to win this game. I'm not going to pick, but I can't wait to call it. And it'll be live at 7 o'clock on Georgia Alabama Sports Live with Rick Beach. No you pick. got two different no styles. Of, I, I can't. I can't do yeah. it because then if I pick, <laughs> he's people are going to think that literally I'm being a homer hey. and I'm, I'm trying to be as neutral as Good possible. Good for business. Good for business. Yeah. I hear you. And look, two different styles of play. I, you know, I was fortunate. I got to call two Harris County games and two Northside games. Yep. So I've seen both teams. Cade and Clay, like you mentioned, you want to try to get them cooking. Kingston Rivers. Dig ran back, over it, man. Ran over, trucked yeah, over. But this is Facebook. a different Harris yeah. County team. This is a physical Harris County team that could punch you in the mouth with Matei Yeomans. Mm -hmm. If they control the football and if they force a turnover from Northside, I think Harris County wins this game. It's at Kinnett. It does, it's not going to matter. The Harris County fans will travel. Will. It's great that Rick Beach from Kutsu Sports is going to be calling the game with you. I know that's going to be – I can't wait for that game. I'll be, you know, checking up on the score while we're doing the Calvary game. But – I am going to say, because Harris County is ranked, and they have all that momentum from upsetting Sandy Creek last week, wow. that Harris County gets the win. Um, yeah, I saw that they were ranked on match preps now. Yeah. I think it was for the first time. Yeah, first time in a um, long time. That's big. That's big. Uh, well, my, my guy Trey Giles does a lot of training of the guys at Northside. Yeah. Shout out to Trey Giles. Um, and so I've seen Northside's offense. It's pretty, it's pretty. They got a lot of firepower. Potent. I saw yes. the uh, the running back run over that guy a couple weeks ago on Facebook. <laughs> we were doing um, that game. I'm gonna go with Northside for this game. Okay. I'm gonna go with Northside right. for this game. I think their offense looks really good this year, and they got some firepower. Um, and so yeah, I'm gonna go with Northside. All right, last yeah. game. I'm gonna let all of us pick it, Richard. You know, normally we don't like pick games we call, but right. Creekside's not from this area, and no offense to Creekside people, but we don't really care. We only care about the Calvary <laughs> people. So first exactly. things first, Calvary three and three. Coach Brunson's son at magnificent job turning around this program that right, right. have been on the flat line. It's definitely trending upwards. They're young, but they still have everything to play for. Even being 500, the three losses are against schools that are not in gaps. Right, right. This is one of their first gaps games since the beginning of the season, upset in the recent defending champion. Mm -hmm. Calvary wins this home game big, and they make a statement to Gaps that, hey, 
We're not only going to win the region this year, we may win another state championship, their first since 2020. Creekside Christian out of McDonough, Georgia. Big shout out to McDonough. I have family that's in McDonough, but they don't, they've never even heard of Creekside Christian. Uh, they made the playoffs last year. I had to do a little bit of research on the Creekside Christian Cougars because I'm calling the game tonight. Yeah. But I do feel this is the first region game in the gaps for Calvary, and Coach Brunson has got them playing on a high level. I love that connection with Luke Zivak and Luke Scoggins. Mm -hmm. I know they're going to get on the same page, and I think that Calvary also wins big tonight. All right, Coach, we know where you're going. You're going to have course. to put on the helmet. Of but course. why do you think Calvary is going to dominate at homecoming tonight? Um, for one thing, the guys have been excited all week. I see how hard they work. Um, we've had the bonfire. We've had the powder puff game. The girls set the tone last night. Uh, it wasn't your typical powder puff game. We had a, a lot of tackles. A lot of girls get trucked and some bloodshed. It was, it was. A, I think the girls set the tone, man. Uh, I mean, if our guys don't come out hitting after what we saw last night, I'm gonna be surprised. So I love. We had a games. nice bonfire. Great powder puff. We had, it's been a great atmosphere all week. The guys have been working hard. Um, and like you said, Coach Brunson's setting the tone. Um, he's definitely creating a culture over here of hard work and discipline. And um, I think with all that being said, also Creekside is 0-5. They haven't had a great uh, a great football season this year. We know that their basketball team's uh, really solid. Yeah. Yeah, I think they won state championship last year. So well, the football team hasn't done great this year. So obviously I'm going with Calvary Christian. And even if they were doing good this year, I'm still going with my guys. All right, put on the helmet, brother. There we go. got to end it with a helmet. Uh, put on the helmet. If he, oh, look at that. It fits. Hey, it looks like he can still play right now. Hey, man. Hey. Don't make me put on them pads, like, man. Look, he can still ball, Don't make too. me put on them pads. But thank you to Coach Brunson. Thank you to Coach C. Smith. And thank you to my guy, Coach Jonathan Gordon. Congratulations so, again for this job. Looking forward to doing basketball games with you this upcoming year. Absolutely. And we will have 7 o'clock, Harris County Northside, then 7.30, Calvary versus uh, Creekside on the Georgia-Alabama Sports Live YouTube page and Facebook. We'll see y'all later on tonight. Hope you All enjoy right. the rest of your Friday night. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out is Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, this is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports 
and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.